0: I'm going to be the one that's going to sit down with them one, one night when I'm like babysitting. I'm going to make them watch this. Hey, there's a video game. You want to play? Give them a couple of years, you know, when they've got their coordination right. Yep, we're going to Halo. We're going to Halo, we're going to Destiny, we're going to go all first-person shooters. Hello again, Um, welcome to all of our listeners, Uh, welcome back to Geek Sweat and another episode of Cult Film. So this is where we explore the world of video game to film adaptations with their multiple cringeworthy moments and of course the occasional gem. I am your hostess with the mostess, Jay, and today we're delving into the intergalactic world of Ratchet and Clank. Once again, I've got the wonderful company of KingDom. Hello, hello. Welcome and wait for it. TJ! Hi! <laughs> welcome to you two. <laughs> you sound like you're so excited about this one.
1: <laughs> I'm lo- so excited about this animation. <laughs> okay,
0: welcome back, guys. It's been a while. um So, Ratchet and Clank um, is a video game that started in 2002. And it was made into a film adaptation in 2016. So, this is one of the animated um, films as opposed to live action. Uh, For me, it was pretty much a direct, um, you know, animation interpretation of the video games. Mm. Uh, There were 12 game releases um, and yeah, it, for me, it was a, a game I played kind of in my earlier days in uh, when I had PlayStation 2. Okay. Did any of you guys play the video game?
2: I've never played it. Never? Never. Have you heard of it? I've heard of it, but I've never played it.
0: Have you played anything similar in terms of... Uh, Genre animation.
2: So this is like a platform game slash first-person shooter with a kind of comedy bent. Would I be right in saying that?
0: More third-person, I'd say. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah, it's uh, so basically he's a little alien who goes around um, different planets collecting gadgets and weapons, um, and that's pretty much the fun of it. Um, And they've always been really um, out out-of-this-world, sorry for the pun, um, yeah. type weapons. So, you know, you've got the Gravitron and you've got things that turn animals, that turn people into sheep. Wow. That kind of thing. Yeah. So they've all got... For me, the game was just a lot of fun, a lot of humour in it. So, yeah. Um, TJ?
1: I've never played um, this type of open-world game. I've seen... Uh, The way the animation in the gameplay works where items are drawn to you and you can suck things in from a distance. I'm more familiar with that from the the Lego games. Yeah. Um, But I've not seen... I've heard of Ratchet & Clank but I don't think I've played this and I think it's because maybe I've just kind of aged out of that um, gaming group and I'm kind of betrothed to what my nephews have. And I think my nephews had like Lego Batman and stuff like that. So that 's the closest i 've come to this kind of running around m- with a character that 's got multiple weapons that you can switch around that does do different things, but you can collect different items on different levels of a kind of a free hundred and sixty degree world
0: mm. so for, for me i um, this is the kind of game that I would play with my nieces and nephews mainly because. The character is fun. It's light-hearted. Um, and there's an element of ridiculousness as yeah. well, which mm. which adds to the element of comedy, yeah. um, which I think is really enjoyable. Mm. And for me, a lot of that from the video game was transpired in the film as well. It, yeah. in, in fact, if you took all of the cutscenes from yeah. the video games and put it into a film, mm. that's what this would do that's what this film would be. Yeah. An amalgamation of all of the cutscenes.
1: I want to say one thing about the gameplay quickly. It's, um, one thing I've noticed from it, from you just watching it online and watching other people play it is there's a constant perpetual motion like in a lot of um, open world games. If your mm. character stands still, the game world stays still. But the areas that Ratchet explores, he's kind of on a moving platform or moving ground all the time. And going back to what you said, there's comedy elements to this. There's a moment where he jumps onto a moving train and he's running around trying to capture different types of pieces of equipment and one of the train carriages is just like a massive fish tank where it's actually one big piranha, I think. is on one side of the fish tank and lots of smaller fish that don't want to get eaten on the other side of the fish <laughs> tank. And it's just, it's just like a comedy aside that he just... Jumps over it and runs over to the next platform. You don't see it again. So yeah. there's some inbuilt humor into what they do with this yeah. franchise.
0: And what I I enjoyed about the game and actually in the film as well was the the creativity in terms of the characters, but also you mm. know the the surrounding environment. You know the the plant life, the animals, the creatures. All of that is actually it's a beautiful world for me mm. um, and. There's a lot of um i suppose attraction in terms of um just the simplicity of it. Mm. it it's it's a child's world like you know if if you ask a child kind of like if you were going to create an animal, yeah you know what would it look like and and for me, this is the kind of video game and film actually mm. where you you can go wild with your creativity and And they've come up with so many interesting um, characters and and, and, um, animals.
1: Yeah, and in terms of sci-fi, it feels like sci-fi utopia rather than sci-fi dystopia. Exactly. I mean, even the darkest elements, they've got colourful characters and they're doing silly things. But I think the interesting thing is a lot of the characters that exist in the Ratchet and Clank world, they feel like domesticated home pet like rather than kind of alien aggressive trying to take things over and even the robots they have some kind of cute elements and we'll come to that later i'm sure but clank is clearly uh, a microscopic version of the clone robot that's supposed to be created but he's supposed to be a cute robot who's actually got his own sense of self, which is quite cool.
0: Interesting you say that because he was actually based on a childlike version of C-3PO.
1: Oh, right. Okay, that makes
0: sense. That was the inspiration of his character.
1: Yeah, I
2: can see that now. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So, yeah. Um, So, do you have anything to say, Dom? You, You look like you're about to... Say something? No?
2: I think we should like clear up at this point. We know what <laughs> we know what clank is, but what is Ratchet? He
0: he was he's he's a new kind of species. He's he's a Lombax.
1: Yeah.
0: Um and he was specifically created for the this franchise. Yeah. Um and he's supposed to be a cat-like creature. He started off I
2: thought he was a fox. I thought he was a fox. Yeah. He's
0: supposed to be cat-like, but having said that when they were kind of working on his character, he started off as a lizard.
1: Oh, wow. So so that might explain the uh, stripes, where the stripes came from. Maybe,
0: maybe. But I mean, like, I'm glad they changed it because I think, uh, you know, something that is kind of fictitious but still recognisable as something as cute and fluffy or, you know, adorable, that appeals to the, you Know to children, mm.
1: and it's not often reptiles are seen as likeable characters. And you can argue the point about Rango, but it's very rare that you see reptiles in that kind of position. Yeah,
0: and and even then, reptiles just feel kind of mean, don't they? Yeah, they they, they have that they get a lot of stick for being not as friendly,
1: they can even turn I into suppose. sticks in some cases.
0: Well, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So that was um, Ratchet and mm. clank as you said earlier was just a little robot he was he was a malf- malfunction
1: he was he was, was a um, defect a, a defect robot but essentially he was a robot who goes rogue because he manages to not get indoctrinated with his software programming. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, And he immediately just chases off Planet to yeah. go and, somewhere else.
0: Yeah, and so now they've kind of got this buddy cop thing going on.
1: Um, yeah, yeah, and I just wanted to add one thing. I think another way to distinction Ratchet and Clank in terms of the Ant and Deck who's left and right, I get the feeling like Ratchet is supposed to be more of an engineer Yeah, and Clank is the tool. So it's kind of like Ratchet is the one who can kind of fix things, change things, and manipulate things, whereas like Clank has got all of the functionality of what and purpose of what he can do.
0: Yeah. So for well, for for me, Clank is brains. Yeah. And Ratchet is the brawn.
1: There you go. My way to do it.
0: So yeah. Um, but yeah, they're, they're a cute little couple. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I I initially um, got involved with um, playing these games. You know, way back when, and part of the reason was their titles, the game titles, because they've got things like. Um, so the original one was Wretched and Clank. Yeah. Two
1: thousand
0: and three, that they released Going Commando. Mm. Then they had Up Your Arsenal.
1: That's a bit naughty. <laughs> yeah.
0: um, you've got Deadlocked, um, Tools of Destruction. Oh, and actually, sorry, Size Matters.
1: <laughs> There's another one coming up: The Kingdom of Q.
0: Quest for booty.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: <laughs> a crack in time. And that all kind of, you know, folds into the humour of it. Even even the dialogue and yeah. okay. the cutscenes as well is actually really kind of a play on words. So, so it's like
1: a carry on innuendo thing going on. Yeah.
0: So yeah. I think they've done really well. Mm. And the reason I say that is because you've got the cutesy part for the children, but mm-hmm. then to grab the adults you've got the innuendo and humour. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you know, that's always a really good combination when you want to get, like, different age groups. Sure. Um, you, with the, the attention of different age groups. Mm. But let's take it back to the film. So you've both watched the films. Yes. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Yes. What did you think? A nice little coaster oh, ride? Yeah, it was like an
2: amiable film for kids. Um, there wasn't that much humour for adults that I could find in the film. Maybe there's more in the game.
0: Oh, yeah, I think so, yeah. And
2: they had a variety of um, famous names doing cameos in the film, which wasn't that much fun because most of them weren't recognisable or weren't given anything funny to do, so that was kind of squandered. Mm. But uh, there was Sylvester Stallone in there. Yep. Um, Rosario Dawson was in there, but not really doing recognisable parts. Um, John Goodman is probably the best-known name who had a big-ish part Mm. as the... uh, grumpy mechanic who's um kind of ratchet's boss
0: yeah yeah or father figure because basically if, if you don't know the story so ratchet basically arrived on the planet um as an orphan Superman so a style. bit of a bit of a superman style and of course he wanted to be kind of like um you know a big kind of superhero as well as part yeah. of his persona sure um but, yeah, it's interesting you mentioned the um, the voice acting as well because it took me so long to figure out whose voice um, I could recognise with um, Victor Von Iron. Mm. And it turned out to be Sylvester Stallone. And I was like, I was racking my head for so long trying to figure it out. I had to look it up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> John Goodman, I could recognise the face, you know, sorry, the, the voice anywhere. Yeah. But it was like Sylvester's like... Whose voice yeah. is this? That was yeah. just nagging
2: you. Yeah.
0: Oh, it was. It was. And I ha- I definitely had to look that one up. Yeah. Um, There's
2: a little bit of um, Star Wars Luke Skywalker story in oh, there as well. Yeah, absolutely.
0: Yeah. Absolutely. Um, a lot of the inspiration they had for the film, well, actually the whole, whole universe of, of, of Ratchet and Clank
1: yeah.
0: was based on Star Wars. Okay. A lot of their inspiration came from Star Wars. Yeah, because I,
1: I remember there was a scene in it where I think he's trying to fix one of his customers' cars when he's mm-hmm. in the engineering
2: yep. phase
1: of the story, and um, they go in this kind of shuttle run in yep. between the. I uh, say crevices, canvases. What are these big oh. ravines? cracks, ravines, ravines? Yeah. Well, <laughs> yeah. When they run, when Crack. they're driving through the cracks, <laughs> as uh, Ratchet and Clank humor would say. Yep. Um, I think I made the mistake of trying to what to look at IMDb before I watch the film. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately for IMDb, it's got a 5.5 rating. And obviously now I could see what the voices were. And I think it's probably best to kind of watch the film and just discover this and just be treated by hearing the voices. Because I think Sylvester Stallone and uh, Don Goodman are kind of um, recognisable voices. It's nice that Rosaria Dawson is thrown into the mix as she plays Alaria, who's kind of like the brain in the chair Who's helping running this uh supergroup of uh planet protecting heroes in a story called Alaris? And uh the one that the name, the voice that I would have had difficulty with would have been Commander Drek, which is played by Paul Giamatti because he's quite a good character actor. Mm. But um I think the interesting thing is they do make some um, references to PlayStation because there's a moment in the film where one of the characters has to put in uh, a kind of a disc or USB into a secret computer to kind of um, remove destabilize some weapons, and it's the PlayStation upload theme. And then um, I think the character Clank has to go through a scan to identify the species or the identity of Ratchet when he first come together. And Clank manages to scan through but show off different characters from the PlayStation um series. So what so there's a, a couple of so yeah, I think it's um whilst they're trying whilst Clank's trying to identify Ratchet as a Lombax, Daxter from Jack and Daxter appears and from the game the precursor Legacy and Dan Johnson, who's um and Insomniac Games developer is on the scan as well. So there's some it's small Easter eggs in there.
0: Yeah. Um for me it had a a lot of the same feel as Spyro. I don't know if any of you are familiar with Spyro, but it's a little baby mm-hmm. dragon. Oh. So very similar kind of animation, but also very much kind of exploration, kind of mm. you know, save the world type thing or you know, save a disaster. Yeah. Um, and it's in the same kind of style of animation as well, yeah um yeah i for me, the film was pretty much just the video games mm. kind of just rolled into a film yeah, it was like yeah, yeah. It, like I said earlier it was it's it's pretty much all the cutscenes yeah, sewn together into a film, yeah, and you've got you've got a movie, yeah,
1: there was a kind of I would say clever, but slightly ham-fisted way that they included the menu of weapons mm. when Ratchet gets his opportunity to, let's say, try out for the uh, the, the Planetary Protecting Space thing, which isn't the official name for it. But the um, he gets to put the suit on and then they explain it quite clearly that like the suit has these kind of magic scientific gloves where you can generate or or design the weapon you need in your hand at any moment. So yeah. then they go through a testing phase where he basically gets to play with all of the guns, yeah. which is a quite a clever way of just um, shoehorning what his capability was when he had the suit on.
0: It's also a direct kind of link to what happens in the video game as well, because mm. as you're collecting weapons, you can just whip them out. Sure. So it's a good way to explain kind of how... You know, how he's got
1: that capability. Yeah, how he's got
0: that capability. Yeah. Um, but I, I, I loved the weapons in, mm. in the video games. It's, it's it's a shame that they didn't bring out more of the weaponry in the film, oh, actually. Right. Yeah. Um, because there is actually a video game that came out after the film.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: That was pretty much the film.
2: Yeah, yeah. But with
0: the gameplay in between. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it's, it's weird that they, the way they did it. So they, they, they started with the video game, yeah. then they made the film, and then they made a video game of the film. <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, do you think that was an element of they're trying a new approach to branding the game, or do you feel that they weren't certain that the film was going to sell straight away?
0: I think they were just trying to optimise on the money grab. Okay, okay. I, I don't think there was a need to have a video game based on the film.
1: But they do have a different story though because in this Ratchet and Clank world, um, you have um, like four or five superhero superhero characters that are protecting the planet and it turns out that their science guy or science lab guy is on the bad side because he used to work for them and he's broken loose and gone to the dark side and he's making weapons for this kind of nefarious off-planetary character who's... Basically create a Death Star, uh, as it were. Yeah. And well, ne-
0: Nefarious is the, the mad scientist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and it's... Oh, I can't remember the, the name of the other character now. The,
1: Commander Dreck?
0: Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So Nefarious was the the mad scientist.
1: Yeah. So I, I felt that... I don't think I've seen... I mean, maybe I've missed the point, but I don't remember seeing the, the mad scientist. I mean, there was a, a game called Outcast that came out in 1995, I think, but it's not very often you see the mad scientist who was making weapons for the good guys go over to the bad side. I don't really remember seeing that in a lot of computer game stories. So I thought that was quite interesting, and also that the main superhero has got more flaws than the the main character as well.
0: See, I I wonder if that, that's also part of the and um an, an element of Star Wars because yeah. Darth Vader's character
1: was being taught by and Obi Wan Kenobi at one point.
0: Yeah, but he went to the dark side. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. So you've got Nefarious going to the dark side as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there's that kind of parallel there, I suppose you could say. But like mm. I said, you know, the, the the whole premise of the video games and and the the, the films was based around you know mm. elements of Star Wars. Yeah, so, yeah. yeah, and I, I I thought that that was. Um, a conscious decision um, Mm. basically to bring in adults who might have um, you know a a particular enjoyment of Star Wars related things
1: yeah I mean I I felt there was an element of like Blade Runner in it because of the like how the the city metropolis worked out and um it felt like there was a bit of the Avengers um, cinema film of the aliens attacking yeah, from the air. Oh, they weren't aliens, but it's robots had a massive spaceship in the air, and they launched an attack on one of the planets. So that was interesting. So. Yeah,
0: and you still had the the four superheroes or the you know the four Avenger type. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah,
1: definitely.
0: I mean, yeah, still, still a lot of fun. Still a lot of fun. Right, so fan base yeah yep so in, in terms of a, a film is it worth it is, is is it is is it a good kind of um you know fanfare type film? Well, I think
2: fans of the game like you've indicated Jay, they'll definitely get more out of it because they'll be able to relate it to the cutscenes from the video game and um, they'll pick up some of the trademark humor, probably maybe even bring some of the humor from the game to the table as they're watching the film.
1: Mm.
0: do you think though cause if, if you compare Sonic the Hedgehog mm. do you think that if they went for a live action mm, not that you could go for a live action could you mm, mm. I don't know
2: you could but possibly it would become a very expensive film if it was live action it'd be like cats
1: <laughs>
0: or,
2: or a <Alarm>. right. <laughs>
0: uh, let's hope not <laughs> but I'm just thinking and, and do you think there would be success if it was more of a live action Versus an animation
1: me personally I felt there was there was a lot of jokes being crammed into this and I don't think it was in a bad way. Like, there were some visual jokes like every time um, they put the legend on of they're gonna go to this planet there was a little line underneath that said oh'll now now the um, I think one of them was like blah 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 planet um, evil villain speech started in five. For free, yeah. so I thought that was quite clever, <laughs> and um, I like the idea that um, uh, they got into this idea that some of the minions were acting like teenagers rather than a proper space cadet yeah. corps. With the whole kind of like yeah, one was texting mum. Yeah. yeah, so I, I felt like um, it was one of those films which. You had to keep your eyes on the screen to see the visual in jokes and also hear some of the jokes. So I think there was one line near near the end of the film where uh, he says something. Basically, the superhero tries to say a, a clever one-liner, but he mixes his metaphors. And oh, yeah, yeah. The, the villain is about to shoot him, <laughs> but he's like, no, no. Did you mean this metaphor, that metaphor? Because you can't have both. Yeah, And then what made it funnier was they have a cutaway scene and go back, go and see Ratchet trying to catch up and get into a spaceship to kind of help the heroes. And they cut back to the supervillain again and he's still arguing about <laughs> which metaphor the guy should have used. Yeah, I, I think I remember it. the one you said, it was like um, la- the last laugh. La- yeah, the last laugh is on you.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah. And it's like, it no, like, you can't say it like that.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that doesn't make sense.
1: Yeah. So I, I felt there was this kind of... Um, there's in-game humour yeah. pushed on the screen. There were some comedy tropes that were being used and tested out yeah. as well. Not all of them may have landed, but it felt like they were trying different types of jokes. Rather yeah. than, it, we, oh, this character's on the screen, so now we're going to get the funny one-liner and then go yeah. back into action.
0: Actually, yeah. that, that's an interesting point because even though the titles have a bit of sexual innuendo, yeah, the, yeah, actual yeah. Go, the actual jokes in the film and actually in the video games aren't sexual innuendos. They're just like one-liner jokes. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Um, So, yeah. um... So there's a lot more set-up punchline going on. Yeah. And I think what made it interesting was most characters got a chance to have a funny moment. Mm. It wasn't just like, these are the three comedy characters and they've got to say the funny things. So I think that's what I appreciated. Okay.
2: Yeah, I think my favourite joke was a proper geeks joke where... Mm. um, one of the uh, troops falls over and screams and then his friend goes, Phil <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs>
0: yeah.
2: One for the connoisseurs there. Yeah.
0: yeah no, the I mean, thing is, I, I think they do, they, they did try. They did yeah. try and I, uh, it's one of those things that you have to be in the know to to know.
1: Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, there, w- there was one other joke I want to point out where it was like, the character's going like, oh, you're in danger, you're in danger. And I think it was Ratchet And can you say it in a less long way? He goes, you're in danger, you're in <laughs> danger. <laughs> so it's like, I, I yeah. think there was some like purposely funny moments that kind of looked at old sci-fis and said, look, we're just going to take this old cinematic trope and just try and twist it a little bit so
2: it's one of these things we started off the show and we weren't that enthusiastic and now we're recalling the jokes have actually perked up a bit so (laughs) you know maybe it was delivering but to go Mm. back to your question Jay like about Sonic the Hedgehog I think the thing that like kept that going was um, the star power that you got in that film Mm. because you've got um, the big over the top performances and that was um, you know that's not translating so much
1: Yep, Trevor?
2: Um,
1: yeah, I think I think it felt like there was more room for the performers to do whatever they wanted because it wasn't dominated by, oh, Jim Carrey's in it, this person is in it. I felt like not, no, I mean, I honestly didn't know Sylvester Sloan was attached to this, and I don't remember any promotion about him doing it, but um, I felt, yeah, it worked.
0: Yeah. I Yeah, I, I felt that it worked as well, and it's definitely a film, as you said, that... Players of the video games would have more appreciation of mm. Trevor. What's your take on that?
1: Um, as somebody who didn't play the game, I'm just thinking. The the thing is, the main comparison is like the Lego bat, the Lego series, and Lego Batman is obviously out there, and it's hard to say Lego Batman is based on the computer game. It's more based on we're just doing a Lego version of Batman. But I feel like if this is a film that it felt like if you're going to make an animation based on a computer game this felt like a good excuse to make the film first then make the computer game rather than do it the other way around I know the series existed but it feels like just make the film and do the funny computer game franchise extension afterwards. because if you do it the other way around you're trying to shoehorn things into the plot that don't need to be there and it feels like there's more freedom in the way the plot could tell its story
0: fair enough fair enough so would you recommend the film for anyone in particular do you think it appeals to anyone in particular uh,
1: do you know what this feels like one of those family films where you've got you've got children between the age of like maybe 6 and 12 years old like they're not old enough to watch batman and deadpool but you need to take them to the cinema and watch something so it feels like this is the happy compromise but It doesn't feel like the film of oh if you're a gamer you're gonna love this film. It just feels like if you want a kind of a happy go lucky comedy story which you can take your kids to, yeah go and watch this. But I can't I can't imagine hardcore gamers want going to watch this. But if you're seeing this from a streaming service and you want something that's just gonna go around your expectations because you've been hit over the head with other. Uh, computer game to film franchises. This is definitely a refreshing take.
0: Cool, cool. Dom, do you have anything to add to that?
2: No, I'd just echo that. It's a pretty amiable film for kids. Um, It's not a film I'd imagine many adults would see unless they were seeing it with a kid or for a kid. (laughs) But, you know, there are enough jokes for the adults to keep it moving and it's pretty inoffensive it's fairly entertaining it's it's funny yeah i liked it i did like the character design of uh, ratchet which exists from the games but the way he's rendered in the film i like that his his funny ears he is quite a engaging character to watch yeah
0: yeah i i totally agree with that um so for me there is an element of fanfare service but also what i really like about this is that This is a film that I can be the evil aunt and get my nieces and nephews hooked on PlayStation. That's what I'm going to use it for. I'm going to. It's a gateway drug. It is. (laughs) It totally is. I'm going to be the one that's going to sit down with them one one night when I'm like babysitting. I'm going to make them watch this, and then I'm going to be like, "Hey, there's a video game. You want to play?" (laughs) And then you know, give them a couple of years. You know, when they've got their you know coordination right. Yep, we're going to (laughs) Halo. We're going to Halo, we're going to Destiny, we're going to go all first-person shooters. We're going to go console.
1: I want to ask a question, though, as a gamer. um, In terms of hand-to-eye coordination, do you feel like Ratchet and Clank is uh, complex and demanding in terms of the finger combinations you need? No.
0: I, I think that if you're going to compare ones that are Geared toward older um, gamers, yeah. the The control mechanism is much more basic, okay. Um, but I only say that because you've got jump, you've got fire, yeah.
1: You've,
0: you know, and then you've got the um, the ones where you are throwing the uh, what's called the uh, the hook rope, hook. yeah,
1: yeah, the laser hook. Uh, they look yeah. like yeah. Grappling. Grappling Hook. Grappling Hook. Yeah, that's the one. That's what it's
0: called. Yeah, so um, whereas other games, you've got crouch, you've got Mm. run, you've got um, do this and do this, depending Mm. on whether you're on a vehicle or or if you're um, on certain terrain. Sure, sure, sure. So you've got different um, mechanics in games that are toward older people. Okay. So with this game, it's very basic. But
1: you need to know the gadgets at your disposal and how to use them. But it. it's the same
0: buttons though. Okay, all, okay. all you're doing is you might be holding it a little bit longer.
1: Okay. okay. Um
0: but otherwise your 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 jump is the same button. Sure. Um maybe just a little bit longer if you want to jump further. Mm. Um but in, in terms of console gaming, your controller has extra buttons yeah. that you use for different games. Mm. With Ratchet & Clank, you're mm. only using the same few buttons as okay. opposed to the entire kind of arsenal of, of buttons that you've got on a controller. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, I, I, I definitely think that it, it is child-friendly in terms of the, of, of, of using a controller. Sure.
2: So, it's... um. Innuendos, but no massive arsenal. Say that again. <laughs> <laughs> that, that, that was better in my head.
0: <laughs> well, you tried. I think you, you should tried. have pressed
1: control right one X zero <laughs> before you executed that joke. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and don't forget, you know, the, whip, the weapon switching as well. Uh, right, so that's all we've got time for. Um, thank you, Dom, for joining us. No, thank you. And TJ, thank you for joining us. Thanks for having me. Right, and thank you everyone for joining us today. Um, I am Jay and ciao. See you later. Thank you for joining us.